Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. As you can see from the boxes in the background, I have indeed moved. I'm a little bit all over the place. I think I've set everything up right. Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, I'm joined by Janny and you might also notice that as well as me having a bit of a meltdown over the last week, I think Janny is on the verge of a meltdown because it's his worst game week of the season and he's now two points behind me in the ranks. How are you Janny? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, mate. I have had a terrible FPL week, though. You really um, have. Like, I've gone from 88 or 89k to 199. So I've lost 100k. I've, I've like, doubled my rank and then a little bit. Um, so it was an absolute nightmare week. Nightmare. It really was. I mean, I didn't realise how bad it was until I was putting the screens together uh, for your team. So this is the content people want, right? People were sick of seeing you do well every week, sitting in the 100k club. They want uh, they want meltdown. And the title of the stream is Wildcard, and that's exactly what you're thinking about doing, right? Yeah, I am. Last week, I said on this very stream, I'm nowhere near a wildcard. Um... Uh, over the weekend when I was doing poorly, I was looking at my team going, oh, maybe it's a game week eight wildcard. Maybe I'll consider that. And then this week, just with some of the injury news, Trent last night, for example, off the back of that news, I went, oh, I've got flags galore. Um, I got the likes of Troy not playing, Torres probably going to be benched, the flags. And I just thought maybe if I'm game week wild, eight wildcarding, then I have to consider game week seven wildcard because mm. the wildcard team will do better for me in seven than my actual team. Of course it will. So here I am. I'm 60% likely, I reckon. Yeah, 60%. Okay, it's gone up a bit since we spoke uh, yesterday. Right, before we look at your game week from hell, uh, let's just talk about Fantasy Five quickly. Obviously, Fantasy Football Scout are partnered with Fantasy Five um, as we were last season. Uh, it's a free game to play, £10,000 up for grabs uh, each week. All you've got to do is set your team up with players that you think are going to outscore their Fantasy Football points target. Uh, there's no bonus points, so it's all down to clean sheets, assists, goals, everything like that. Um, and like I said, there's that there's that jackpot to win each week. Uh, if you don't win one week, um, so if you only get sort of four or five, uh, sort of four right out of five, uh, there's other prizes that you can win as well. Uh, so there's a, currently a poll on the Fancy Five Twitter feed, which is what monthly prize you want for October. And currently winning is an Apple Watch. 
Uh, other prizes have been uh, a 28-inch 4K gaming monitor. Uh, there's annual prizes of uh, Champions League final tickets and weekly prizes of a Premier League football of kit, uh, Premier League football kit of choice. Also, I noticed there's a Fantasy Football Scout mini league, and the um, the codes in the description below. I'm second. I'm second what? in it. Hundred pounds a month. Um, so if I have a good week, uh, oh no, I can't win it. No, I'm second. I've lost. I've lost by one point or whatever it was. Damn it. But yeah, so close. But yeah, there's there's people winning lots of stuff and out there, you know lots of things to get involved in and. You just play it alongside FPL and it's nice and easy. If you are interested, Jenny and I will be talking about our picks for that at the end of this video. Uh, links in the description to sign up and join the league too. Right, Jenny. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's 38 been points. such... It, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a dire, dire week, isn't it? I It's interesting to see your rank on screen though. I like that because it's only two points separating us. Mm. So it's good to know that... 25,000 places in yeah. rank is only two measly points. So that's quite good. That's quite nice to know. Um, but yeah, there'll be loads watching that are like, yes, I get to I get to comment now and say, oh, Janny's back to where we expect red arrows and on his route to half a million. Yeah, well, I read all those comments, guys. So I'll be I'll be looking out for them. But look, if I wildcard and if I wildcard, then I'm, I'm confident it will be a green arrow next week. <laughs> well, you've got uh, FPL Big Head in the chat. Good to have this Janny back. People, people were sick of it. You know, people were sick of you doing well. Uh, but there's actually quite a few people sort of, you know, sympathising. Bad weeks themselves. Um, Philip Appleby Western Trading, 46 points, dropped to 139k. Uh, Jefferson Van Dyke, 38 points, just like you. Dropped from 50k to 130k. It was 9k a few weeks ago. So he's he's really on the red. It's, it's really hard, right? You have a bad week. And like yeah. I look at your team, I look at the players, and you should have done better. Like, Traore didn't play, which was unlucky. Greenwood had numerous chances to get something. Oh, Ronaldo, so Ronaldo blanked, which like not anyone was really expecting. Shaw got conceded and then went off injured and got no points. Uh, you know, White came in, an absolute dominant Arsenal performance, and even he still managed to concede a goal. So... You've got to look at this and think, oh, I'm unlucky here. But at the same time, it's pretty, it is pretty bad, isn't it? It's a pretty bad week. Yeah, it is. And and you're right. Like the things, uh, Ben White clean sheet, I thought was absolutely nailed. You expect Shaw to always be, do better than zero. Um, even Traore, I know he was benched and he came on and didn't do much. But what he did do was put himself two yards out when Jimenez just had to square it to him. And he was literally two yards from goal tapping for Traore and Jimenez chose to shoot. So that could have easily been, you know, six points plus if, yeah. if, if that goes in. Um, so there we go. Yeah, it's been a bad week. But also, I guess what we don't see necessarily from this graphic is the amount of players I've got flagged. So we know that Shaw is a flag. I think he'll be fine. Ailing unlikely to play. Rafina is flagged. So there's Trent we know is unlikely to play. And then you go, oh, you've got Torres and Torre who are rotation risks now. So there's a lot of questions over will Batichi get 11 out with this team? Mm. Probably not. Even though I do have <laughs> 1.5 in the bank or 1.3 in the bank, which I've had for weeks um, and I haven't made my transfer yet. Yeah, there's 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 options. Well, let's have a look. Let's have a look at how you're set up at the moment. So you've, you've mentioned quite a lot of these players, but I was putting this together and I was thinking, oh, <laughs> after a bad week, you at least want your team to be set up looking half decent. And yeah, I looked at this a bit concerned. So you've got Sanchez in goal. Uh, Shaw, Trent, obviously a major doubt, uh, and White, uh, Salah, Greenwood, Torres, rotation risk, Rafina, Traore, 
will he start Ronaldo and Antonio? And and the problem is, it's just your bench, isn't it? I mean, you've got Foster, Eiling, Livermento, and as we keep mentioning every week, Perico is not even in the league anymore. Uh, so you just can't afford to have doubts and injuries. And when you've got three potentially in your team, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a bit concerning. Yeah, and I know many would look at this and go, this is why to have a strong bench. Even seeing this, guys, with all the flags in the world, I still do not regret having a good... I, I wouldn't change that bench. I genuinely... I'd still have my 4.5 that doesn't play and is playing in Hungary or wherever Perica is. I'd still have Ailing and Livermento, two budget defenders that still get minutes. Like, I am a big believer of putting your money into the 11 and... We'll see in 10 minutes' time my wildcard draft. The subs on my wildcard, on the bench, the, my bench players on my wildcard draft, they'll be equally cheap. Th- all three of them will play 90, though. There won't be the Perica on there. But um, I'm, st- I'm a big believer of that, regardless of, yeah, you got flags this week and it may have been helpful to have one or two come in. But my guys can still come in ailing and Livermento. I just don't expect much, mm. sure. Um, so, yeah, it's a nightmare, mate. I look at that 11 and I don't... I think Troy... There's a few problems with wildcarding that teams that I, players I won't own that could actually play and could do really well. Like Torre could quite easily start against Newcastle. And if he does, that's a nice fixture. Torres could play up front against Liverpool and you just never know with City. Greenwood against Everton at home. I don't really want to sell him ahead of that fixture. But if I'm wildcarding, of course, I'm not keeping Greenwood. But I like him for that fixture. And then at the back, White. Sure, I'm not keeping those guys on wild card, but actually they've got quite nice fixtures too. So it is a there is there is a part of me that is going, give it one more week, give it one more week, but then I still think I lose ground. Yeah, I mean the, the thing with me, I mean I, I've been I was I think when the season first started, I was always looking at a game week seven wild card and, and thinking that was when I was going to do it. But the more things have gone on, the more I think game week eight next week is, is the one I want yeah. to do. You've got the international break. Uh, I've got three West Ham players and their fixtures turn quite alarmingly. I've got two United players, their fixtures turn. And like you say, I don't mind having the three or two United players for, for Everton at home. I think yeah. Everton have been pretty decent defensively. They, I think they, they've conceded less goals than United, for example. But yeah. I still think United can get at them. And they've, they've, I mean, they've got to, right? They've got to, they've got to get something after losing to Villa in the way they did. Do you think so? I really think, like, the reason I've not hit the button yet, and the worst thing about not hitting that wildcard button, I've missed out on all sorts of rises. You know, Cancelo's gone up. The, all the man's you know, uh, Chelsea defenders have gone up. Um, Saar's gone up. To what, uh, he'll potentially get two rises. Uh, Shaw's about to drop tonight. So I think I might make the decision tonight based on the Chelsea and United performances. If I want to, if I watch tonight's games and want to captain Ronaldo at the weekend... I probably don't wildcard. I probably have a version of this team with my free transfer. Ronaldo stays, I have him captain. If I want to captain Lukaku over the weekend, which again, I will know off the back of the performances tonight, then I need to wildcard because I'm not going to use my one transfer going Ronaldo to Lukaku, knowing I need to buy defenders. Yeah, not with the, not with the doubts. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes down to form tonight, I think, as, which is really weird to be like, I'm wildcarding for one decision based on do I want to captain Ronaldo or Lukaku? But that that's what it comes down to for me. It's who, whoever I'm captaining decides whether or not I hit that magic button. Okay, so let's say Lukaku blanks tonight, doesn't look very good, gets an injury doubt, whatever. You decide you don't want to bring him in. What would your free transfer be with this team? Because a, so a lot of people are selling Trent, right? I'm seeing that. That's, that's a move that is being talked about quite a bit. We think he's going to be out of the City game. Then it's the international break. He'll probably be back after that, I would have thought. You never really know. Yeah. Reluctant to lose him? 
Yeah, definitely. Like I, um, if I wildcarded, I could set my team up to go without Trent for a few weeks and leave enough in the bank. But if I'm not wildcarding, definitely not selling Trent. Like if I'm not wildcarding, he plays, he plays Watford in game week eight, which is like 18 days away or was last night when he was given his 21 day, three week might be out for. Well, I could see him playing against Watford. Um, so yeah, my, my transfer would be as a, a defensive move. I would, I've got money in the bank, like I said, so that 1.3 million, I would be selling probably Luke Ayling and buying a Chelsea defender. And okay. I could, get Ru- I could get Rudiger, for example, or I get Christensen or yeah, I'd probably go Rudiger. So you've got, so you've got a million in the bank to, to uh, 1.3. Yeah. 1.3. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's have a look at your wildcard team. So this is what you sent me. Uh, earlier so this is what you're you're currently thinking of so you've gone for Ramsdale in goal interesting uh, Alonso Christensen Cancelo Salah Foden well, we're going to talk about him uh, Rafina Saka uh, Antonio Lukaku and my mate my sudden you know rise to stardom Ivan Tony who's now delivering the points uh, and on the bench you've got another City defender in Diaz Brownhill and Livermento so two budget players there um, I mean there's a lot to talk about this wildcard team it's different to a lot a lot that I'm seeing. I mean, we've got to start with Foden. He's the one that I look at and I think everyone, okay, sensible, sensible. What? What? Phil Foden? What's he doing there? Yeah, I love that. Um, I what? I can't tell you guys if this is going to be like my wildcard team. It's, it's my first draft and I only started drafting last night off the back of the Trent news. What I can tell you is my wildcard team, if that's now, if that's next week, will 100% cover Man City attack. And that will be a rotation risk and it will be a midfielder and it will be a seven to eight million pound player. I am a big believer in covering City Attack and it's great to see in the chat. I think Flapjack is watching. I know I know Flapjack's always like me looking to cover the, the team that scores the most goals in the league, Man City. Um, and yeah, I think Foden might be the one as like it's a bit of a spin the wheel. It is a bit of a roulette. Um, it a won't bit. be Torres. A it bit. won't be Torres. I've had a go with Torres. That didn't work. <laughs> I could go. Everyone will go. Foden 7.9, Grealish is 8.0, Grealish is nailed, let's go Grealish. Grealish is, yeah, he's been starting every game, but it's Pep, who knows? Foden might be flavour of the month next month and Grealish is on the bench. So um, I actually like the positions Foden is taking up. I think Man City played their best 90 minutes of football for a very long time against Chelsea last week. And that was with Foden on the pitch. And that was with Foden on the pitch as the number nine. Check out the heat maps. It's a front two of Foden and De Bruyne. Literally just behind Foden is De Bruyne. I posted the heat maps on Twitter last night, the touch maps, the average position maps. And then again, last night, Foden was benched, uh, which makes me think he'll start versus Liverpool. Um, but it was a front two with De Bruyne supporting Sterling. And then as soon as Foden come off the bench for Grealish, he actually played on the left and looked really, really good. Um, and did more in that 20 minutes than Grealish did for the whole game. So... I think Foden will become the new flavour of the month, whether he plays in midfield, whether he plays on the left or up front. And I think at 7.9 million, it's worth a gamble. And that's what I love about City midfielders. I'm very happy with my Torres decision, despite not getting the points, because if he had have played, I would have expected points. And I don't mind a 7 million pound bloke on my bench. I just don't like, it doesn't bother me too much. Um, if he's benched one week in three, for example, if he's benched two in three, then it starts to become a problem. Sure. But I think Foden's going to be relied quite heavily on by Pep. Interesting, because I'm I'm kind of almost going the other way now. I I'm looking at City and thinking, okay, they they've won a couple of games by quite big scores, but also they blanked nil nil with with Southampton. They look yeah. good again. They they just seem a bit more unpredictable, I think, this year than maybe we've seen previously. And I worry that with the rotation, with the unpredictability, 
maybe there isn't way there isn't really a, a way to I mean Grealish to me looks the obvious way to tap into it because he's playing pretty much all the minutes but he just isn't delivering points I don't want to go near Torres I, Foden Mares I I I think you're I think you're brave I'd be very surprised if you ended up with with, with Foden he, oh like no it all, honestly as if I wild card Foden's in well, you've said it now. You, see, you, had, a, you, had, a, you had a go at me. You eat your hat, yeah. There were two two accounts, weren't there? I captain Antonio, like I said, I would. You I did. Good Fair play on that. I Richly was so... rewarded with one point over Salah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could have been over Ronaldo, so you did well there. <laughs> you did really well. And and to be fair, when speaking to you, I knew you were the type that would. But I must admit, there was a lot on Twitter that didn't captain Antonio that throughout the week were producing content about hmm, how I might. Captain Antonio, and mm. they were never going to do it. God, he left it late. I tell you, I was I was sat in a sat in a pub in Liverpool, and I was like, I'd pretty much given up with with those points. I was like, oh, Salah's going to go mad against Brentford as well, and then he he delivers. He's the, the, the new postman. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, you know, people in the chat. Some people saying it's a great pick. Others saying they don't like it. James Morgan says it's Foden's worse than Torres. I kind of agree. If anything, it almost feels like you're downgrading Torres to someone. And I'm spending an extra million. Yeah, spending do, do, more more money and more of a rotation risk. Do you know what, As This is great. This is what I need. I, the, My management style means if the majority of people don't like it, I do, which is, suits me just fine. So you guys will all love Foden if he was scoring points. I like picking players before they score points with Man City. Like, genuinely, that's my thing with Man City attack. Get on someone before. The other wildcast draft I've got, wildcard draft, is KDB. Yes, the guy that's 1% wow. owned that you lot will all tell me I'm mental for. Well, I think KDB is a brilliant pick. And I and if it's not Foden, it probably will be KDB. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean to be fair, I mean, look at Andy Andy North went with Saka on his wildcard and yes. got a lot of got a lot of stick for that after Arsenal been losing, you know, quite a few games. I mean, the thing with City is their, their fixtures turn really nicely. So I can yeah. understand why you want to tap into it. And that's what Andy did with Saka and, and got rewarded. And no one had him. And now... You've got Everyone him in this, in this wildcard team and, and people are kind of going for him. So, yeah, really interesting. Um, let's talk about some of the other options. So, yeah, sorry, people saying about how these graphics, right, they look lovely. They are a real pain to set up because you've got to change all the kits, you've got to change all the fixtures, all the names, everything. <laughs> and yes, I have got Tony playing Brentford at home. Obviously, Tony's playing Brentford at home. He's playing West Ham away. No, yes. West Ham away? Yeah, it's West, West Ham, Ham. I don't know if it's home away. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So, yeah, there's always one. It's, it's kind of a bit of a bingo, like which which screen. And I took three screens this time. So, yeah, sorry about that. Um, but you, you've been impressed with Brentford, I'm guessing. I mean, oh, everyone yes. is. What, what, a, what a game. I was in Liverpool watching that game and it was absolutely off the off the scale of entertainment. That's so cool. Yeah, I would love to have been, been Liverpool for that. I mean, this wildcard team, I should mention, has got, I think, 1.9 million in the bank. It's got loads in the bank and it could become mm. more. Um, if I sold, say, Diaz to Laporte, say 0.6 there. Um, so Tony could easily become a sort of £8 million forward for a few weeks. I've put Tony in there because Tony is who I want moving forward. But for the next couple of weeks, I think they've got Chelsea game week eight. And then I think it's Leicester game week nine. And then after that, they go on a really nice run. So I could go for a two, three week pun of Jimenez or Bamford or whoever, or Watkins um, who are, and I like all the players I've just mentioned. So I don't know if it will be Tony on my actual wild card, but I'm setting my team up to know that that's what I want it to be. Tony looks brilliant as like as you know. Um, I'm willing to be patient with him. He's not at any pens yet either. We know they'll come. He'll get a few. 
Um, and Brentford just look like a team that are going to score goals. There's always that one team that gets promoted that actually comes up with free-flowing football that doesn't just look good, but actually gets FPL points and scores goals. Brentford are going to be that this season. I, I, I really think they are. I wouldn't be surprised to see Brentford um, sort of finish 15th. I, I, I think they'll stay up because mm. there's goals in that team. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I still think they're so they're so superior. I think to Watford and and uh, Norwich. I mean, you know, Watford are kind of looking okay, but very very reliant on Saar. I think Saar's going to be one that drags them forward. I thought Brentford would be almost entirely reliant on Tony, but me too. They're just yeah. they're just a, a unit. Like they've they've got good players all over the over the park, and the partnership with Bremo is really good. Norgard's there playing really well. Defense Pinnock is is looking a great signing, and Aya as well. Um, there's a lot to like and Ray looks good in goal as well so yeah I, there's just loads to like about Brentford I'm I was you know a couple of weeks ago I was all set to get rid of Tony was, was looking like a, a pick but he's playing well but isn't really going to come off but um, yeah he has he has had a pen by the way he got one pen um, yeah I just saw that in the balls. chat totally missed that a pose yeah yeah um, and I've been quite lucky actually the last few games could have even more points um, John yeah. said something in the chat which I was going to say oh yeah uh, Alonso Christensen and Cancelo at the back, either great or oblivion. Yeah, I mean, you could end up with no none of those three starting. Is that is yeah, that a worry? No, not really. Cancelo's the best left back and right back at Man City. He's a flavour of the month and he is playing games. Um, he's not been dropped once this season. Zinchenko's actually currently out injured. He didn't even make the bench last night, by the way, for mm. Man City, um, which was quite nice. Um so I'd have to be really unlucky. And if they didn't play, by the way, Livramento is about to go on the most unbelievable run of fixtures. Yep. I'm happy with him starting if needed. Um, and I'm hoping it's just one of them coming in. But, you know, currently I've got Diaz on the bench too. Like it's, and we know he's bulletproof. I do think Christensen probably deserves a little bit more respect in the FPL community. Like we are all talking about Rudiger and Aspi and Alonso. Fair enough, Alonso for the upside and possibly Aspi. But Rudiger's been heavily heavily backed and rightly so like he's amazing and he's really good value at the 5.7 I think he currently is or six but Christensen at 5.0 is starting games and if Reese James is out we could see Christensen playing right center back and Aspie wing back so with Reese James out it gives Christensen even more chance of starting and by the way from the what six game weeks we've had so far I think Christensen's played 90 in five of them like at the moment he's kind of nailed so um for value at 5.5 I quite like that yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so you've gone for the double-double as well. Yeah. Double, double Chelsea, yeah. Double City. And I've not got Trent. And I do know eventually I'm going to need Trent. And I think I can go without Trent for a few weeks because obviously he's not going to play this week. Might not play game week eight. And then I think game week nine, he's got United. So I'm willing to go without Trent for those three, maybe four or five games. But to get Trent back, it's much easier when you've got a Diaz or an Alonso mm. that that you're selling him to because you only need to then find the extra million and a half, right? Rather than trying to find two or three million. And currently I've got 1.9 in the bank. So I've got the money for Trent should I need him um, already with this exact team. Um, so I'm very conscious of that because to go without Trent long-term would be suicide. I'm not planning that. I am willing to go without him, with, uh, without him for Watford in game week eight if he's fit, only because it's United in game week nine, I think it is. Mm. So... So Rudiger seems the obvious Chelsea pick for me. Yeah, um, with, with you know with Chilwell, surely going to be coming back into the into the mix at some point. Uh, yeah. Reese James with an injury. You've got money in the bank, but you've gone for Christensen. But that but that is just to make sure you've got enough money to get Trent back if you want him. Is that is that? The yeah, reason? yeah. Alonso might become Rudiger, or Alonso might become Azpilicueta. I must admit, I'm not 
100% happy with Alonso in my wildcard team, only because of that fear of, of mm. Chilwell. And again, tonight's game will show me a lot. Like if Alonso plays and plays really well, then yeah, I think moving forward, Alonso will be the pick. If Chilwell starts tonight and has a really good game, I'd be, I'd be really wary of, of picking Alonso. You know, and even if Alonso plays well, we could still see Chilwell coming for Southampton. It is three games in a week. Uh, can't forget that. Although do bear in mind, Alonso doesn't play international football, doesn't get called up for Spain. So that is in his favour. He is about to have a week off. So maybe Tuchel will put him in that red zone and go play three times in a week. Yep. Um, but at some point, Chilwell has to come in. We know that. Um, so yeah, that could be Aspi, it could be Rudiger. And the, the benefit there is all three of them are in and around the same price point. There's like 0.4, I think, but 0.5 between them. So yeah, there's an option there. But I do think Christensen will be my second because it's just so much cheaper. That 5.0 gives you a lot of extra funds for mm. someone that's starting a lot of games. You get zero goal threat with Christensen, obviously, but I'm happy with that. Yeah, Alonso is is a is an annoying one because it feels like I'm going to just keep avoiding him and he's going to keep starting and he's obviously the best defender to own when he does play. Yeah. And he's not getting him is, is, is just that fear of, of him missing out. But he's he's been playing so well and... He kind of felt like when he was handed the captain's armband as well, you kind of think, yeah. okay, there's clearly a lot of trust being put in him. And obviously things going on behind the scenes with Chilwell. I, I wonder how long it's going to be. But the trouble is you don't you don't really want to be making defensive transfers. And as soon as you start seeing him missing out, then you've obviously got, got that choice to make. I guess the, the benefit of Alonso with Reese James out is Hudson-Odoi will play right wing back in cup games, maybe against weak Premier League opposition, but Tuchel is prioritising the league. So I think Tuchel will be reluctant to play Hudson-Odoi right wing back in the Premier League. And if that's the case, it's Aspi. Aspi offers some threat going forward, but nowhere near the threat of Rhys James, which means Chelsea are so reliant from wing back positions than on the left side. And who better to be reliant on from an attacking element than Alonso over mm. Chilwell? So with Rhys James out, I do think that slightly boosts definitely Christensen's appeal, of course, Azpilicueta's, but also Alonso's. That, that yep. you know, we need attackers at, in those wing-back positions. And Azpi's just not going not gonna to do it in the same way as James would have done. So Alonso, for me, has still got a very good chance of being first choice for, for a while. Yeah, because your, your other option, I guess, could be to do Christiansen to Rudiger and Diaz to Laporte. Yeah. Because sim- similar kind of a thing. Like, we expect to see Christiansen probably miss the odd game. Thiago Silva can come in. Uh, you know they've they've got central defenders who can play in that, and Laporte has obviously got the threat of rotation from Stones. You never really know if he's going to start, but seems to be the kind of the first choice one at this point. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned Laporte to me. Um, I did. So Laporte's got great goal threat. I was looking at Ted's. Um, you guys will all know Ted. Check out his graphics. Uh, he did a goal threat for defenders. Laporte really sticks out. Um, however, Stones hasn't been fit. And if Stones mm. is fit, at some point we know Pep does the flavor of the month thing. Laporte couldn't get a game for six months last year. Now Stones can't. You just don't know. Um, what I would say, though, is when one of them is playing, they're usually fairly safe. So I'd like to think Laporte is safe. And as soon as he comes out, you go, OK, it's not going to be one one week, one the other. He freezes someone out for a month and plays the other. So as soon as Laporte comes out, you would probably have to sell him. We just know Diaz isn't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, so for, for 0.6 extra, it might be worth if you've got the money just for the peace of mind going Diaz. But goal threat, Laporte edges it. Yep, absolutely. Um, so final player I want to talk about is Saka. So people now starting to come round to Arsenal 
Don't want to perform against Spurs. A couple of wins now on the board. Defence looking a bit more solid. I'd pretty much written them off after three games, in all honesty. I thought they looked awful. But, you know, they're, they're, Ramsdale's come in and looks like he's got that number one now. So Leno is, is, has been has been frozen out. And there's a system that seems to be working. The Chaka's now out for a long term with a with an injury. Um, that news came today. I'm not sure that weakens them much, if I'm being honest. Not not his biggest fan. Um, but generally speaking, attacking-wise, they look to, to be clicking a bit more. I mean, Spurs were very, very happy to let them play. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, look, they look to counter, which I thought was, a, was bizarre, given that the two teams are probably fairly evenly matched and set up and there was only one team that really wanted to play in that in that game um so what's your what's your feeling on, on Arsenal do you think maybe you know this is the I time think, to get on them or, or do you think it's just a just a bad performance from Spurs no I think they have turned the corner because it's not just a Spurs game it is three wins on the bounce for Arteta and it has coincided with a bit of extra form from Smith Rowe, a bit of form from Saka, Aubameyang's now. Just it, the three young guns, Odegaard, Saka and Smith Rowe behind Aubameyang seems to be the perfect front four. I know Pepe's come in and done quite well, but he's never really done it at Arsenal. Mm. We know Saka is like Arteta's absolute go-to. When fit, Saka is the nailed Arsenal attacking midfielder and Pepe's in and out. Smith Rowe seems to be pretty popular with Arteta too. So for me, it's a toss-up between those guys. Is Saka worth the extra million on Smith Rowe? I think he just might be. I think I look back to last season and if you watch these team reveal videos with me and Andy last year, you'll know I was huge on Saka before he started scoring and I told everyone I was going to go for it and Andy was taking a mick and you guys in the chat were loving it and I didn't get him and um, I think I had an injury somewhere else and had to make a different transfer and that weekend started about a month of brilliant points for Saka and I never got him and I was getting DMs saying oh so good you went on Saka and I was like oh no oh, someone got injured I didn't God, make that the worst. transfer it's the worst isn't it yeah but I've always been a fan like I think he's one of the best young players in the country like he's a phenomenal footballer he's so versatile and when he was playing at fullback enlisted as a midfielder I was still like I'll put him on my team because mm. the attacking returns were coming two years ago now he's playing in a front three listed as a midfielder I think there's going to be plenty of goal involvement because of Bamiang's also clicked like now Bamiang's got his goal and he took it really well against Spurs I just think Saka and Smithrow there are going to be lots of assists for these guys and the fixtures for Arsenal look really good um, so yeah for me that six million bracket midfielder Saka was the easiest decision I've made. Mm. Honestly, I know loads will be saying go Saar, but that's chasing last week's points and the weeks before and the weeks before. Saka, even if he produced a two-pointer at the weekend, genuinely, he'd be my wildcard draft. Yeah, no. Really I really like him. Yeah, so, I, I, I'm, I'm I, in love I, with the guy. He's brilliant. I completely, <laughs> I completely agree. I think he's he's a player who always looks good. And you look at, you know, you actually look at the stats and his underlying numbers are always right up there and fantastic. He's a player that, that is, I think he has the potential to be a consistent scorer, but also have yeah. explosive returns in him as well when Arsenal do click in the way that they did against against Spurs. So if I'm picking an Arsenal player, it's it's between him and Tierney. Tierney's got the injury issues, which is the huge yeah. problem with him. Um, so I think you just go for Saka for the reason that you said. And I think, you know, the versatility of Saka as well means you're just not going to have any threat really of, of rotation, I don't think. Because I think even if Pepe does come in, he'll move Saka to the middle. He can play yeah. that left back, right back. He can, he can play wherever. So 
he's he's just he's like first name on the team sheet, I think, for, for Arteta. So really, yeah, really rate him highly. I think he, I think he's an excellent pick on on the wild card. And you know, you've got all players like Gray, Decore, Embremo, Rafina. I'd put Saka right up there at the top of the, the top of the list. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It just feels just feels right, like to to have a go. I don't mind the punty midfield picks. Even the Man City guys at seven to eight million, like I, I feel like that's where you get the the kind of high risk, high reward. Those those attacking mids at six to eight million, I, I like being on differentials. And both Saka and Foden, these guys are like so lowly owned. Yes, I could go Saar, and he could deliver this weekend with his his good fixture. But then he goes into a horrible fixture run, and everyone else has got him. So even if he does return, it's a bit like, oh, okay, I don't get the big gains. Mm. If Saka returns or Foden returns, I get the big gains and. That's that's how I kind of like to play the game. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going for it. Yep, I like it. So you were sixty percent wildcard before this stream. Has that increased, decreased? You still run the same? I'm still sixty. I want your thoughts though, as what do you reckon? What would you do in my shoes? I would be wildcarding that team. Let's, I mean, let's um, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, so I'm, let's just go back to it. I, I just I just think you've got too many you've got too many issues like Torres and Traore, and Trent. Like they they are they are free problems. Shaw's could well be out as well. You you've got no bench. There's you know it, it's it, it's it's not a bad time to wildcard anyway because there's fixture swings and I think you're tapping into double Chelsea defence, getting Lukaku in, going for Saka who not but a lot of people have got. You're clearing yeah. off a load of injury worries. I I I think it's a, it's a bit of a no brainer for me. But it's your team. No, I wanted your chat because I really appreciate your opinion. So I think. I mean, I'm still 60%, but yeah, the decision will have to be made tonight because there's a few things happening, right? So uh, there will be a couple of price rises that I might need to catch tonight. I don't, there'll definitely be a price fall on Luke Shaw, who was looking like he was going to drop last night. And I went to bed last night going, oh, it's another price rise. I'm missing out <laughs> on a price fall. And every night, the night before it was Rudiger and, and Cancelo was the night before that. And I hate wildcarding, halfway through a week when it's not been planned. Yeah. The best things about a planned wildcard aren't just yeah. the price rises you can get from the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but it's also the fact you can go into a wildcard having a few fun picks. And I've not been able to do that. I've not been able to dead end my team at all. I've not been able to go, oh, I'm going to go for him on a two-week punt because I know I'm wildcarding in game week nine. So I regret that. I regret that I completely ruled it out last week and my transfers weren't aimed towards that. But saying that, some things you just can't control and these injuries and suspensions and 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 guys getting dropped like Traore, well, those things I can't control. So I perhaps just have to accept it and go, actually, now is the best time. Forget about the 0.5 mm. I've missed out on and forget about not being able to dead end my team. Yeah, I've I've wildcarded on the Friday after an international break before. Missed all the oh. prize rises. Panicked wildcard decision. It's it's not very nice. Um, I'll leave you with Freddie McCombie's uh, comment. Uh, if this team was to play in my garden, I'd close the curtains. <laughs> Amazing. I absolutely love that. And I like the fact that I genuinely, like some of those City players as well, that I, I will be going with the City rotation risk in midfield. And I know that will... Um, Many won't agree with that, but I just always feel like there's 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 big gains there. But look, I will. I hope the wildcard team I've shown you guys, if I do go through with it, I, I am confident it will look very similar to, to what I've shown. But I will be putting a video out on either Friday night or Saturday morning on my own channel um, with that team. So if you want to give that a follow, um, please do. Um, I'll put in the chat now. Um, I'll comment on the chat now with my YouTube page. So if you want to click and subscribe to that, be much appreciated, guys. 
uh, my team on. I'm just putting in the chat as we speak. And I'll also, as we're doing the Scout Cast match along, you will. Uh, for Ronaldo, I think. Yep. And I probably won't be owning Ronaldo if I wild card. So that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, we're doing the, the Saturday 12.30 game, which is United v Everton. Uh, we don't have a guest for you yet. It should be someone. <laughs> yeah, Toby can't do it, but I'll ask around a few others. I'm sure uh, I'm sure there'll be someone that steps up to it, which is always fun. We had loads of people viewing last week, which was really yep. good. Yep, absolutely. Uh, right, from your plug to another plug, um, coming back to Fantasy Five, uh, for anyone who's interested in that game. Uh, Jenny, let's talk about, well, we can talk about some of the fixtures, um, who think who we think are going to do quite well uh, in this. We'll obviously split the 10 grand between us when we win, uh, you know, because we're, we're a team at this. Thank so you. the first game is at three o'clock. So get your get your team in before that. As I said, links in the description below. Make sure you join the Fantasy Football League. I mean, it's £100, um, you know, a month for, you know, just taking part and, and getting some points. So you might as well play that. And obviously you can win 10 grand for free every, every week. So there's absolutely no reason not to do it. So what you, I mean, obviously Lukaku's got 10.5 which is a crazy high target. Uh, Timo Werner's there with 9.5. The Southampton players are all priced low, like as you'd expect. I was thinking of Alonso, thinking maybe we get a cheeky Alonso. 9.5. It's He's high. fancied, isn't he? He's well he fancied is. by games like this and bookmakers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Azpilicueta's um, potentially an interesting one. I mean, an assist, a clean sheet and, a, and some appearance points would, would see him over the target. Or we could go for someone like Rudiger, 6.5. So he gets the goal gets a header or something like that, um, then he would he'd be through. Midfield, I'm looking at, I mean, Kovacic maybe, he's been in good form, 6.5. He has been in good form. Um, but again, he's not guaranteed to start because he will only go for a two-man midfield now, Tuchel. The experiment with three did not work against City. So either Jorginho, Kovacic or Kante, one of them will miss out. I think Kante might be injured, actually, as he got COVID, did I hear the other mm. day, yesterday. I think Kovacic so, will play. So maybe Kovacic is safe, but... Again, one to watch tonight. If Havertz or Ziyech or whoever, if Mount, if he plays, does well against Juventus, then maybe you back one of those informed guys. Well, I'm putting Kovacic in for now, but we'll see. We'll assess after tonight. Um, okay, Arsenal-Brighton. So your new boy is 7.5. Aubameyang, 6.5. Oh, that's so good. I like that. I don't really see... I think I think we'll put up a fight. I mean, it was great. I was I was at a wedding um, over the weekend and I was checking the scores and saw Palace were winning. I was like, oh, typical stopping us being top of the league. But I celebrated the the Mope goal, you know, as if we had gone top of the league because, you know, it's it's just I love I love you know last minute goal. That's the second game in three that we've had a sort of a last second, you know, point swing. So, so we're, good. we're just doing better than we did last season. It's a, I don't think it's the best time to play Arsenal. I think it could be a draw, but I think Aubameyang's an easy pick, right? 6.5. Yeah, I think Brighton still concede. Whether it's a you get the points or not, I can't see a clean sheet Brighton there just because Arsenal looks so expressive going forward now. Yep, absolutely. So I can see one all wouldn't surprise one all, me at all. That's, Yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I've picked as well. Uh, Tottenham Villa. So Villa with a massive win against United. Spurs absolutely awful uh, against Arsenal. Um, priced highly. I mean, Son nine point five, Kane nine point five. I'm I'm back. I'm going to back a Villa player. I think. Got yeah. Dan, Danny Ings at six five. Watkins or Watkins or Ings for me. Yeah. Watkins or Ings. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Ings. I think probably on pens. Yeah. 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 Ings is in. I think. Yeah. The, I think that kind of game is is good when you've got you know there's a favourite. So Spurs yeah. probably are are still the favourite, but I think you know if you so watch them form. recently, so out of form. Yep. Uh, West Ham, Brentford, Tony six five. Straight away looking at that, thinking he could he could do do all right. Suchek eight five, Ben Rama eight five, Antonio nine five. 
these are all expensive. And Bremo's there, seven five. Yeah, I still prefer probably Tony. Um, Tony at six five. You got Tony on pens as well. I do think with Tony, like, or, or even with West Ham defence, like. They've not been brilliant this year, West Ham defence. Mm. They were brilliant last year at the end of the season, weren't they? This season, they've been conceding chances and they've not kept too many cleanos. So I think Brentford score. Well, I, went, I went with Soufal thinking he could match Shaw and kind of got some stick for it. And he has matched Shaw, but not, in, not in the way that I thought he would, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is terrible. Uh, yeah, we'll go with Tony then. So the, the final game, I mean, the big game of the weekend is obviously Liverpool v Man City. Um, it's quite interesting, this. They've been priced... Similarly, obviously, probably similar odds as well with the bookies. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, 6-5, which I thought was a good price for him. Firmino, 6-5, yeah. got a couple of goals against Porto. Salah and Mane, 9-5 and 8-5, as you'd kind of expect. Jota's there at 8-5 as well. What's Foden? Uh, Foden is 8-5, so quite a lot. Same oh, as Grealish, same as De Bruyne, same as Torres, same as Sterling. They're all kind of... Oh, but Jesus is lower. Yeah, I mean, Jesus is 6-5. That's, I mean, in the Premier League, he's been doing so well and he didn't play in the week. Does that mean he's more likely to start? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't mind that punt. Nor do I. I mean, he needs he needs more than a goal. That's the only thing. He needs a goal and an assist. He's attack, yeah. Um, but I'm not looking, I'm not seeing anyone else that really stands out. Defences, they're all 6-5. So they need to get a clean sheet and a, and a and something probably. The only which... defender I'd consider would be a Matt, would be Cancelo. Mm. Yeah, Cancelo 6-5. Uh, I think we go with Jesus. I'm putting him Let's in. Let's go for a high-scoring game in that one. Yeah, absolutely. Let's so we've got Kovacic, Aubameyang, Ings, Tony and Gabriel Jesus. We're obviously going to win all the money because we are a genius. I mean, we haven't won it yet, but you know, we might do. Um, time is now. Absolutely. Uh, but that's it for us. Thanks, everyone, for watching and, and tuning in. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, you'll be back on the Green Arrow Trail, Jenny. But hopefully, I'll still be ahead of you, even if it's by only two points. Sounds good. Thank you, mate.